Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we are live. Welcome to the MLB Strategy Show World Series Edition. Game one coming up tonight between the Dodgers and the Rays. As far as I'm concerned, the series doesn't exist because the Braves choked. Not great. Not great. Who wants to watch Dodgers Rays? Not I. Uh, maybe Clayton Kershaw gets scratched again. That could be fun. I am Josh Engelman. I am joined by Adam Share. We are brought to you by Yahoo Sports. Adam, how's it going? Good. Excited for the World Series. Excited for my MLB Showdown debut. Yeah, you and me both. Uh, I woke up uh, a little early today, started working on a showdown sim. Not all that excited about some of the results that are coming out. Maybe it's right. We shall see. We could talk through a little bit of it as we get moving. I know this is an MLB show, but I still have to ask anything interesting from NFL last night. Did the dueling Monday night games? Uh, no, nothing interesting. Um, didn't do anything particularly well. Um, the Kenny and Drake run at the end the 69 yard touchdown um helped me get some money back which felt really gross but i'm not complaining about but yeah nothing nothing exciting for me i had a lot of cowboys so that didn't go very well last night i did have a lot of drake as well that helped but uh cowboys not not very good but this is a i'm pretty sure the most exciting part of my nfl weekend overall is that a lot of my best ball teams have Jarek McKinnon and Raheem Mostert hurt again. Man, that's exciting. My NFL weekend went. <laughs> super, super exciting news there. Glad, glad that's going well for you. Uh, be sure to hit the like button on your way in the door, all 50 of you. But hit that like button. And I assume that since there's 50 of you here, uh, you're all mostly subscribed. Um, but please go ahead and subscribe if you haven't. That's the big one for us. Trying to bump that sub count up, and uh, my ego wants me to be the best at it. So, subscribe. It'd be great. We'll touch on Yahoo in a little bit. We've got mostly like high level stuff to talk about. Let me get my model open here. So, you are taking your first crack at MLB Showdown. Yeah, I don't think I played it before. I know I've I wrote articles in the past when the scoring was different, and they gave like different scoring to relief pitchers. And stuff like that. Um, I, so it was like right around the time I first came over to Osimo, I wrote a article on relievers, but I don't think I ever played Showdown. Yeah. And then now, obviously, that's not a thing, and I've never played it. It's weird. The I guess it's coronavirus related, but like now Showdown is just normal to me because we didn't have sports for so long. 
I don't even think it's coronavirus related. I think it's that I like so many people that I respect have said that there's an edge there and how bad I was at it when I first started makes me think there's an edge there because you either I was getting really unlucky or I was just consistently making shitty lineups. So it made me want to work more at it. And now I think that like, I can kind of see more people make mistakes, especially in cash games. So um, I've, I've been playing it more just because I think there's money to be made. Only thing I mean about coronavirus, and I think you'll agree with me here, is we would probably have basketball right now, and we would not be playing game one of the World Series of Showdown right. if this was right. like the first week of the NBA season. We'd be spending eight hours oh, a man. day on rotation. You yeah, might, that would be, you miss that would be nice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So instead, we're going to dive in and talk World Series, and we're going to talk Dodgers-Rays. So let's just do it. First game up, only game up. Dodgers and Rays, 4.2 run implied total for the Dodgers, 3.2 for the Rays. Clayton Kershaw, and it's Tyler Glass now. And the question is, which Clayton Kershaw do we get today? Is it the one that can pitch well, or is it the one that normally pitches in the playoffs? I mean, my assumption is it's the one that can pitch well. I don't buy into the the playoff narrative. Um, the Rays also, they're, they're a good team, obviously, but they're not the like typical postseason lineup i guess like they're 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 not the braves they're not the they're not the dodgers like they're uh, they're a more like good but not great offense so uh, i think because i mean to me that's what i attribute a lot of the kershaw playoff issues to is one it's a small sample size and two when you're facing nothing but the best lineups of course your numbers can take a hit and then you factor in the small sample size and it looks really bad so um not not dealing with as good a lineup as you typically will run into late in the postseason. Do you have a preference between Kershaw and Glass now tonight? Kershaw in the captain spot at the very least, eleven or seventeen one. Tyler Glass now fifteen nine. Um I this is weird. So I just ran I crunched a hundred just my my hundred top projected lineups. The top eleven lineups all have Clayton Kershaw at captain. The next eighty nine have Tyler Glass now. Yeah, uh, that was the first thing that I started realizing as I began this process. The amount of points expected from the pitcher is making my calculations look a tad different than I was expecting. Um, I can tell you this. I ran my sim before we got started. Clayton Kershaw in the captain spot 28% of the time. Glass now 10.5. That's the best that I can do. We have ownership, if you're interested, and I think that is going to uh, dictate a lot of our decision-making process uh, for this slate as I get it formatted here because we didn't have it earlier. Ownership got posted, I don't know, 15 minutes ago. Fun fact about that ownership, you know it's free today. I do now. Ownership is free, so if you're looking to dip your toe in the water of MLB Showdown DFS, you are in luck. Our ownership projections are free, so go to Osmo.com to check that out. Uh, current ownership projections for the two pitchers at captain. 28% for Clayton Kershaw. Uh, actually, my sim says 27.8, and our projected ownership says 27.8. So, spot on for Kershaw. Uh, Tyler Glass now, though, 20% projected ownership. I only have him at 10. Does that stand out to you at all? Not necessarily my sim results, but um, the ownership uh relationship between Kershaw and Glasnow. 
Yeah, it seems like it should be more for Kershaw or or maybe just less for Glass now. Um, my, my thinking being that obviously both of these pitchers are really good. They both can pile up strikeouts. It's still a brutal matchup for Glass now. And because of the pricing, you're not getting Glass now plus Kershaw unless you're rostering like guys that aren't playing in our 4K. So uh, like if you're using like a relief pitcher or something. Um, so you, you're, you're not in, in practice, you're not getting Kershaw and Glass now together. So rostering glass now means you're not rostering Kershaw and you're still getting not great hitters, especially if you're, if you're playing in the captain. So it seems to me like Kershaw should be preferred. You know, glass now obviously has really good strikeout stuff, but Kershaw's is really good as well. Kershaw doesn't come with the walk issues. Kershaw isn't facing the Dodgers. So I think that if ownership's close, I, I give the edge to Kershaw. You and me both. Um, but we're talking about two guys that are only making up 47.8% of the projected ownership, which means that half of the time it's one of the hitters. So now we transition to who stands out to you from a captain ownership perspective, the most owned projected captain right now. Do you have a guess? Have you looked yet? I haven't looked. Um, My guess would be, well, now I'm looking. It it came out too quick. Stop Um, looking then. (laughs) <laughs> I can't help it. It's in front of me. Uh, Yandy Diaz? Yeah, so the the ownership for bats in the captain spot is like reverse of salary. Yandy Diaz is tops. Uh, Brousseau, Margot, Renfro, all pretty high. Barely any ownership going to Rosarena, Joey Wendell, Seeger, Betts, Bellinger. They're all relatively low. So it seems as though, based on projected ownership, it's pitcher, or punt. There is not really a giant middle ground between the two. I think that makes sense. Yeah. Because, all right, so let's say you go with like Seager at, at captain. You can't really get a pitcher at flex. Like you end up rostering really bad hitters, maybe having to take a reliever. Yep. So that's difficult. But the thing is too, the hitter like Seager, Betts, or, or Rosarina, these guys are expensive enough that not only are you foregoing the pitcher, you're still having trouble getting the best hitters. Like it's going to be difficult to get, let's say Seager, Bellinger, Betts. Yeah. Like you're, you're. So it's not like you can just say, okay, well, I'm going to just stack the best hitters, use one of them a captain. You're still not going to be able to do that. So the pricing's tight enough where I think it makes sense that the ownerships either most of the builds are either going to be cheap captain hitter or pitcher captain. Any bats that stand out now that you're looking at the ownership and you know that every everybody's relatively low, are there any bats that stand out to you as captains you're looking for? And there, there's a big piece of this that we're going to need to touch on um, as we get moving into this, and that will be, are there bats that are on the bench that we should be looking at? Are there relief pitchers that we think can be viable? So as far as the bats, I don't really think there's anything that stands out as um, being like way too low owned. I mean, I guess you could, maybe the the really good hitters are being too, are a little under owned. I mean, 0.6% captain ownership to Corey Seager is really low. But, you know, like I said, you run into the same issues where you're getting basically the same build in terms of the the rest of your lineup if you go with Seager at captain and you're getting a shortstop instead of a pitcher. So like that's a problem and it should drive the ownership down. Um, but in, you know, in tournaments, especially, you know, particularly larger field tournaments, sub 1% on Corey Seager is probably low enough that you're interested. 
So, um, I, you know, from that angle, but in, in any, in smaller field tournaments in cash, like I just can't imagine getting to an expensive hitter at captain on this slate. Yeah. I, I think I agree with you as well. The guys that are standing out most to me, $7,500 Jock Peterson. And that opens up an interesting can of worms in that it wouldn't shock me to see him not play the entire game. Uh, so rectifying that I think is, is very important. Uh, other guys that are standing out above ownership, Mike Brousseau, Margot. Uh, that is about it. Willie Adamas. So it, it's looking a lot more like raised bats in the captain spot, more so than the Dodgers, at least for me. What are your thoughts on taking someone that isn't starting in this game? So the thing that makes that really difficult is that DraftKings minimum salary is 4k yeah so it's it's useful but it's not super useful like if, if you told me that some guy not on the roster was 400 i'd be interested because you just take a zero there you're probably gonna get a zero from a, you know it, it's baseball so you can take a zero from a hitter you know spend 400 on some guy that's not gonna play and then actually get good hitters in your lineup but with everybody being 4k it's not that useful like it gets you you know maybe like one more hitter but i don't really know if that's worth capping your upside um you know that much like i agree with you that maybe peterson gets pinch hit for later but is 4k are you getting enough for 4k that it's worth one at bat of you know whoever kike hernandez or whoever it may be um and the same goes for the for relievers it's it used to be different where you got additional points for reliever strikeouts and stuff like that, but now you don't. So you have to treat them the same. And like Fairbanks isn't 4k, he's 6k. So you're paying not a premium, but you're paying enough that still matters for a guy that might not even pitch in the game. So here's my next question then for you. Um, since it doesn't seem like that is a path that we want to take. Clayton Kershaw's projected ownership in the captain spot, 27.8%. Clayton Kershaw's projected ownership in the utility spot, 21. So Kershaw is projected to be in less than half of the lineups, slightly more so in the captain spot. Does that feel correct to you? Does he feel under-owned in the utility? Same question basically for Glass now. It's the same scenario. The pitchers feel under-owned to me because, well, for two reasons. For one, this is game one. Um, They're not on short rest. So... And they're both good pitchers. So this isn't this isn't what you're going to get into later in the series where the managers are just hoping to piece together nine innings from like six pitchers. Right. So both of these guys, you know, should be able to go relatively um, deep into the game. And I'm, I'm double checking the the rest thing. But Kershaw pitched on the 15th, Glass not pitched on the 14th. So they're both fine. So they they're they're stretched out. They should be good to go, assuming that they pitch up to, up to their abilities. And then the second thing is so there's that. Then when you consider who the two pitchers are, the likelihood of hitters succeeding decreases. Right. And then on top of that, it goes back to getting the same builds. You're not getting like you're you're obviously taking a lower point projection if you go from one of these pitchers to a hitter. Yeah. Um, the argument that you normally would make is that with baseball scoring, you know, home runs, if someone hits two home runs, they outscored the pitcher which is fine, but you're not getting a significantly different roster construction by foregoing the pitching just because of how the pricing is saving that, that little bit of money from pitching to good hitters isn't giving you a a drastically different lineup. So you're basically just playing a lower projected lineup that you need. Like 
it, it still obviously can win. Like yeah. if the pitching does bad, the hitters do well, it can still win. But I think that the probabilities of it doing well are lower. And right now with how the ownership looks, it's probably not worth making that sacrifice. Yeah. I, I think we're on the same page here. So th- this is what I was leading you to hoping that your thought process would be the same. Sim results all looked great from the captain spot. But when I saw 20% ownership on Clayton Kershaw in the utility, I got a significantly higher number for Kershaw and Glass now in the sim at utility than ownership. Basically double. I had Kershaw at 54%. So in the grand scheme of things, like the total, he was in 82% of the simulations. Uh, Glass now, 47% in the utility spot. He was in 59 or 58% rather of the sims. Both of those numbers higher than projected ownership. Kershaw, significantly higher. So the question then becomes, are we looking at this correctly? Or is that really just the spot that we should be looking? Is Clayton Kershaw in a utility spot sort of the best possible play today? So I'm trying to just kind of like build out a lineup with him in utility and without him just to kind of see like what the difference is. Like, right. So let, let's say you go with Yandy Diaz as a captain just because he's the most popular hitter captain. So we'll, we'll use him. If you're going, so you would, in, in theory, if you're foregoing pitching, you would want actual good hitters yeah. at, at flex. So, you know, you, you're going, let's say Seager, Betts, Turner, it leaves you with 7K. So, I don't know, um, Renfro and then, like, Brandon Lau, whatever. It doesn't It doesn't really matter. The thing that I want to see once you do that is how much do I have to give up to get Kershaw. So if I get rid of like, let's say Corey Seager and put in Clayton Kershaw, I have to drop Turner to let's say Chris Taylor. I don't think unless ownership like moves and more of it starts going to Kershaw, Kershaw plus Chris Taylor is just going to be project way better than Seager plus Justin Turner. So I quickly ran 200 lineups, and the only thing that I did was lock Kershaw into utility. Um, a Yandy Diaz lineup came up third, just in raw projections, nothing else. Right. Yandy Diaz, captain. Hunter Renfro, one additional raise bat. Jock, Bellinger, Betts, Kershaw. I love that construction of a lineup. Yeah. Now, I got a couple others with like Jock at captain, similar scenarios, 4-2 Dodgers stacks a Brousseau at captain, a Renfro at captain. I, I like the idea of just simply rotating through captain hitters with Kershaw. Yeah, I, I agree. It's it, it, it's weird because it, it's almost, at least with the way ownership is right now, it's like the inverse of what you normally get in, in baseball tournaments. Like normally you see all the ownership go to the expensive pitching and you're just hoping that, by finding a cheap pitcher and then getting expensive bats, the expensive bats do their job and you win that way. It it almost looks like the opposite right now where you can get the edge by just rotating through cheap hitters, assuming that some cheap hitters are going to do well and then take the points from the pitcher. How difficult does it seem to you to actually want to target a hitter today? Very like, who are you? Who are you? really targeting like you feel great about like glass now gives up power and and kershaw gives up some too but yeah i mean both these pitchers are just so good yeah i mean even if they weren't good it's really 
like I think the pricing makes it so that it's you know all these pitchers are hitters are sort of the same, and ultimately you're just trying to buy the best performances. But like to look at this and think I like Mookie Betts a lot more than I like Cody Bellinger. Like the, these guys are always going to look essentially equal, unless someone has a broken salary. We're talking about you know low outcome you know guys that hit three hundred, right? Well, it's even more exact. Like it's it's an even bigger issue on a showdown slate. So, just taking a look at ownership, and I think this is really the only way that we can do it. Yandy Diaz, Margot, Brousseau, Jock Peterson. Those are four bats that are all essentially projected for 40% ownership. That's exactly where they showed up in my sim. So I understand why it's coming in like that. Is there any way around just jamming in these cheap bats? I don't really think so. Okay. Like I look at someone like, okay, is this, is this entire game broken? Not like this game, but like baseball showdown in general. If Corey Seager... And Randy or Rosarena are the two lowest owned bats. I think, I don't know why they got away from their original format. Um, like I said, I hadn't played it, but I know people that did that said it was like one of the best formats that they had and they got away from it. So yeah. I don't really know why they did, but I definitely think it made the game worse just because of how baseball is. Like you need, I think in this format, you need something, whether it's a lower price floor so that you can make that decision, like like in, in NFL, where you make that decision, like, okay, do I want to punt one position, hope my guy makes one catch and get good players, or do I want to go more balanced? Like, it's at least a decision point. Whereas with pricing the way it is and no bonus for relievers or anything like that, you have fewer decision points in terms of, like, putting together a good lineup, and your decision points become it, – it gets I think it gets to the point a lot quicker of – okay, I need to just play a suboptimal lineup because it's lower owned, as opposed to it projects relatively similar in its lower owned. Yeah, like I look at guys like bets at 20%, Bellinger, $600 cheaper, 12%. Like, just knowing nothing else, I just probably want to have more Cody Bellinger. Sure. I, I, think, I think they've broken this. It should not be ideal that the most owned people are just simply the ass end of all of these lineups. There, there's no fun in make, making sure you get your Brousseau, Margot, Diaz, Jock Peterson picks correct and hoping that you hit the right stud. Yeah, well, and that's that's kind of the thing, like trying to think through it. You, it, It's fun when there's like a decision point between do I get studs or do I take cheaper guys that I can get, you know, one like top end guy. But with baseball, it's it b- baseball is weird because you have basically two different games going on between the pitcher, you know, the pitcher scoring is one thing and the hitter scoring is another. So having pitchers priced remotely closely to guys like Mookie Betts, you're always going to prefer the pitcher. Yeah. Or you're going to be making again a lineup that can win but is very far off the Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. 
Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Projection that oh, of the pitcher. It's not like football where you're saying like you're comparing running backs and wide receivers. Like they, they get the same scoring. You know, so it's it's just totally different, and I don't think it works out quite that well. I'm very anxious to dig into this a little bit further. Um, like, off the top of my head, let's say you made um, – I mean, and the thing is you can't just say, like, nine hitters are $500 because that would be stupid too. Um, but let's say relief pitchers are $1,000. And starting pitchers, instead of being 10.6 and 11.4, are 13.5 and 14.1 or something. Then you get into the strategy of, or and let's say, you know, bench guys not expected to be in the lineup or whatever, 1K also. You, you get into the strategy then of, do I punt a position and get the pitcher? Because I can't get the pitcher and good hit and decent hitters. Um. So it's kind of like, do I take just hitters or do I punt a position and take a pitcher? There you at least have a decision point and the lineups are going to project more similarly. Here where you roster five hitters and a pitcher or six hitters, it's just not going to project similarly. Man, this is deep. This is like, this is some in-depth stuff. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, Before we keep going, I want to touch on a few things. One, we've got a giveaway going on tonight. Head to at Osimo underscore com. That is our Twitter handle. Uh, we're doing a giveaway for Game 1 of the World Series. You can win a year of Awesome Plus MLB. Just have to follow uh, the instructions on the graphic. It's predict- predicting how many runs the Dodgers will score tonight. Uh, depending on how many correct guesses we get, uh, it will be randomized, and someone will win uh, win themselves a year of Awesome Plus. We also have a few shows today. Coming up immediately after this, so in 30 minutes, NFL strategy, Lafayette, Sal, and Ben taking a look at this week's NFL slate, 2.30 p.m. Eastern time. Ben will be back with Tim taking a, taking his first look at uh, the PGA slate for this week, Zoizo, I think, or is that this, was this, was that this past week? I can't, golf's crazy. I just need to name these things differently. Anyway, golf show, 2.30 p.m. And then 7.15, since you're watching an MLB show, this is the most important one. MLB Live Before Lock with Jake and Terry taking you all the way up to lock for this game. So plenty to do tonight. Uh, Respond to our tweets at Osmo underscore com so that you can potentially win a free year. Watch MLB Live Before Lock later tonight. So we're going to have a ton of MLB content for you guys. And again, free ownership uh, if you're trying to play and you want to get an idea of what's going on. So while you were talking, I just started running more lineups using Alex's projections. It took to line up 268 to get a captain that was not a pitcher. That lineup still has Clayton Kershaw at flex. So haven't gotten to the point yet where uh, we have a lineup that just doesn't have pitching. This is... How does that feel for tournaments to you because I, I know what that tells me in regards to like a cash game scenario well that's the thing like going back to the ownership it doesn't seem and again you know this is just kind of a, a first take on it because I haven't 
I, I haven't played. I don't know how exactly how this turns out, but the ownership doesn't seem high enough on the pitching. So given the difference in projection that you're going to get by giving up pitching, it seems like I would rather just have all the pitching and have all the cheap hitter combinations than be going to the six hitter lineups. So that begs the question, how often do both pitchers fail? You probably have that answer in front of you. I don't have that answer in front of me. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, I know how often they're not in these lineups. Right. Whether I'm right or wrong is a different story. But you know, how, and this is clearly, you know, you can go to Fantasy Cruncher's lineup study and go through a, a ton of MLB single game slates to find out how often is the starting pitcher not in the optimal. To me, the ownership that I got for Clayton Kershaw seems to be correct. 28% in the sim in the captain, 54% in the sim in the utility. He's in 82% of the lineups, 20% of the time he fails. That feels about right to me. Because an average Clayton Kershaw start is still better than most of the hitters for the game. Like, I mean, well, I have Clayton Kershaw projected for 20 fantasy points. An average Clayton Kershaw performance is the high end of most of these guys. One thing to keep in mind too, as far as what I was saying with um, projected lineups, just all having pitching that in baseball in general, if you just use projections, you kind of get broken lineups. Um, So I'm not doing like when I run my actual lineups for tournaments, I'd be multiplying hitter scores by one and a half. So I'd get a better mix just because of that. So that's worth keeping in mind too. Um, But, you know, just uh, using, you know, average projections it's just clearly pitching everywhere right yeah and the for anything that i'm doing i'm not using a normal distribution because that is not the way the baseball scoring happens but just in like in a vacuum i mean i get does it even matter that we're distinguishing these guys as pitchers and or hitters in a showdown slate when essentially everybody is the same position we just have guys that are right that's that that's kind of i think where the problem lies they're all the same position here the score the the pricing between a good hitter and a pitcher is relatively close, and the scoring is just entirely different. Yeah. For Corey Seager's thirteen hundred, fourteen hundred dollars cheaper than Clayton Kershaw at utility. I have Clayton Kershaw projected for thirteen more fantasy points. Right, exactly. Like these lineups, when I'm when I'm looking through, you know, these top projected lineups, there are some that are approaching the cap, but some of these have, you know, f- are spending like forty six thousand dollars just because the pitching Kershaw or Glass now is projected so much higher than hitters that it makes more sense to go them plus any batter as opposed to spending the money on two hitters instead. I'm really anxious to listen to this version of the show in like three days when you and I are like, man, remember when we talked on Monday and we thought we knew what we were talking about. Right. And then we just, yeah. And that's obviously huge, huge disclaimer here is we're working through this the same way. Most of you probably are, you know, just, kind of trying to, to figure this out obviously you know obviously we both have experience in playing dfs games in general and we know what we're looking at but um definitely not coming at this with the approach of oh i solved mlb showdown in 35 seconds this morning i mean you and i both like to think that we solve mlb showdown in 30 seconds in the morning yeah. uh whether or not that is a practical answer is a little different uh talking a little bit fantasy cruncher related do you have any thoughts on the most amount of hitters you would want against your pitcher? I know that'd be a popular question for us in Slack. Two or three. Yeah. Same. 
Yeah, I, have, I don't really. I'm, run, I'm running it for two much. right now, but I don't think it matters. Yeah. Probably not five. <laughs> yeah, probably not. It, but it can the, be. The thing, it uh, can the thing be. with that. The thing I always feel about with Showdown, though, is just with it being a one-game sample, and we talked about this with NFL, too, and, and NBA, almost all the time, if you try, like, any suboptimal sort of correlation you end up with in your lineup, it's probably offset by the fact that nobody else is doing that. And in a one-game sample, like, anything can happen. You could easily have, you know, you could easily need Kershaw, or not not easily, but relatively easily, need Kershaw plus four rays because two of them take Kershaw deep and then I don't know Kenley Jansen gives up nine runs or something like he does, they don't even have to take Kershaw deep Kershaw could throw five innings a really good ball have a normal median 20 point game and then for the final four innings of the game the Rays just kick the shit out of them. right like it, right it, it yeah could it's, be, it could just be that easy they score their it's not the late. most likely outcome but it's not like like if that happened you wouldn't have sports center tomorrow morning saying like for the first time in baseball history a team went off against the bullpen right like it, it, it happens and the fact that people are going to say i don't want more than one or two hitters against my pitcher offsets in in tournaments where you're trying to be as unique as you can within reason it offsets the negative correlation in in a lot of cases I'm I mean, you saw um, even last night on the, the two-game football slate, Ricky D won the Millie Maker. And his lineup, if you look at the individual players, they weren't – he didn't have any crazy players that went off. Like, yeah. everybody in the lineup made a lot of sense. But the first thing I noticed when I looked at it was that he used pairings that most people wouldn't use. He had his, his – he had Kyler Murray. He had Kenyon Drake. He had the Cardinals defense. He also had, I think it was Christian Kirk. So he had – the like a lot of people are like, oh, I don't want my quarterback with my defense. I don't want my quarterback with my running back. He did all of it, yeah. and he got a unique Millie Maker win. Like, yeah, I'm sure he's very well aware that there was negative correlation between those positions. But on a one or a two game slate, you know, it, it's it, it doesn't matter that much. And the fact that other people are setting rules not to do it offsets the negative correlation. Yeah, I don't set any rule. Not that I won the Millie and I have anything to talk about here, but I don't set any rules on slates like that because ultimately. All that's trying to happen. We know that there are negative correlations, but ultimately this is just a an optimization equation. We know a bunch of numbers. They don't have to have anything to do with each other. The, the optimal lineup doesn't know that the quarterback and the wide receiver play for the same team. Right. Um, so I want to evaluate that after the fact, not stop it from happening beforehand. So I'm up to, I ran like 400 lineups. Kershaw is in, and with essentially no rules, like one unique max three hitters, 25% randomness, everybody at a hundred percent. I just, I just want to see where people are showing up. Uh, 41% Kershaw in the captain spot glass now in Kershaw and the utility, both around 60%. I mean, I'm just getting, I mean, Kershaw showing up in everything. 382. Nine lineups that you can make with Clayton Kershaw captain. I don't know. The reason I ask is because, like I said, the first so I, I in Fantasy Cruncher I clicked out everyone uh, not in the projected starting lineup. No. Okay. I'm up to 150. Okay, that's weird then. Did you set a max versus your pitcher? I don't think so. Well, then there's your answer. Oh, yep, it's on max one. That, yep. <laughs> I didn't set it; it was just in there. Yeah. 
Uh, so yeah, I'm up all to right, that makes sense. Yeah, I was going to say, because I was like, my first nine lineups all had Clayton Kershaw, and now I'm at 910, and I still have nine lineups with Clayton Kershaw as captain. No. No. Do you think you're more likely... How much time do you think you're going to spend on this now today uh, after seeing everything we just looked at? I already posted cash games, so good amount. <laughs> I mean, you were going to do that one way or the other. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What else can we touch on? So I don't think that we have any like plays. We don't have picks. We can only speak really relative to ownership. Uh, oh, we just got a question from Travis Meyer. Why isn't Choi in the ownership projections? Only... Not in the projected lineup. Yep. <laughs> yeah, because we we don't think he starts. Um, but really, just that. Would you be surprised to see the ownership on Kershaw and Glass now at the utility go up significantly in future runs towards Locke? And if so, how does that impact you? Because right now, I think you and I are on the exact same page. We're going to have a lot of pitching. Right. The, well, the, the the impact there is... So for one, I already mentioned that if I were running crunches with like the actual projections that I put in to run crunches, I'd be getting more hitting already because I, I you know project them higher. Yeah. But if the ownership on pitching goes up, then I'm going to be more willing to to play those lineups where I say, okay, Corey Seager is really low owned. Mookie Betts is low owned. I'll take a shot on the best hitters in this game at, at low ownership, you know, maybe try and get one a captain, play some lineups that don't project as well because the ownership gap is worth it. Right now, the ownership gap just isn't worth it, I don't think. Like there's not enough ownership going to the pitchers relative to how often they're showing up in, in top lineups. So that would be the biggest difference is as ownership on them goes up, you should be more willing to play quote-unquote worst lineups that makes sense uh speaking of your games uh, someone in chat says they're willing to take all of your head-to-heads if you give him plus 120 so shout out to friend (laughs) of the program jake hari for being willing to take the plus 120 good callback jake (laughs) fun uh anything go ahead i'm trying to like there's probably nobody listening to the show that knows what we're talking about yeah well, that too. I was going to say, that, like I said to somebody this morning, there's nobody, I wouldn't give plus 120 to anyone that either has the money or the knowledge to just subscribe to a competent site and click optimize. Agreed. Yeah, agreed. Luckily, the amount of people that don't, right, sizable. <laughs> I would give plus 120 to a lot of people that end up in my head to heads. But yeah. they're probably not watching this show to be aware. So they're also probably not willing to take uh, the volume you're looking for. Right. They might take you for a couple bucks, and then uh, that's going to go away real quick, one way or the other. You almost need to like lose on purpose out of the gate. You need right, <laughs> like old uh, pool. You need to hustle. How can you hustle head to heads? That's the new book that we need to write. Okay, uh, so Jordan Valentino, favorite captain tonight. Has to be Kershaw, right? Yeah. Well, actually, to me, it's actually Glass now, but that's neither here nor there. Kershaw to me, as long as the ownership is as close as it is. I had it flip-flopped. It is Kershaw for me. Sorry. I was was thinking that I had Glass now in 20% of Sims and he was 10% owned, but it's it's the flip-flop of that. Because I knew that I had Kershaw more, but I thought the disparity was bigger. Yeah, okay. So it's full stop Kershaw. 
I think that Kershaw is the best play on the slate by a mile. I think Glass now, at least at utility, is second. Can you build functional lineups with both of these guys? With neither at captain, maybe. Let me see. Like if you go, if you go Kershaw and Glass now at uh, flex, go with like Diaz at captain. You have sixty seven hundred per position. So, you know, then you can get put Jock in. You get seventy six hundred. I mean, yeah, you can make perfectly fine lineups like that. Yeah. I just, so I ran my crunch, got to two hundred and something lineups worth of it. Uh, sorted by projection. Number one lineup I have that has Glass now and Kershaw, Jock at captain, Diaz, Brousseau, Bellinger. Yeah. This, you, it do you care at all like, about stacking in this? I don't think so. I mean, you're just going to naturally have it regardless. I wonder, it's kind of weird that um, two pitchers, oh, never mind, they are. Okay. I was going to say, it's kind of weird that two pitchers aren't like the optimal lineup, but it is now that I've made it so I can, I, I wasn't getting it before because I didn't realize I had it set to max one hitter um, against my pitcher. But yeah, now my optimals are all Kershaw captain with glass now. Let me see what my optimals are. What do you have uh, people coming? Three? Hitter, hitter versus pitcher, three? I set it at five just to see what Oh, okay. But, but yeah, like my optimal has three. Let me see what I get from my optimal. My optimal, Kershaw, Captain. My optimal's four. Well, no, it's three because uh, Glass now is one of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ker- Kershaw, Glass now, Diaz, Brousseau, Renfro, one-off, Jock. Same. Really? I mean, yeah, I'm using Alex's projections, so. I, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I know, but yeah, it's the same. Okay. Uh, do you have your second lineup there? Or our second lineup or, there? It's the same except for Margot over Brousseau. Now I just want to see how far we could do this. <laughs> uh, the third one then for me is Margot over Renfro. So it's that trio of Brousseau, we're, Renfro, we're and Margot. Kershaw, Sutsugo, Peterson, Diaz, Smith, Glasnow. Okay, so we're different there because I don't have him in the ability to be in my crunches. Sutsugo? Yeah. So that'll do it. But yeah, I don't really always nice these. to know that uh, I'm lining up. <laughs> Makes me feel pretty good. Yeah, I don't know why he's in the Fantasy Cruncher projected lineup because he's not going to play, I don't think. Go ahead and uncheck him and run that again. I want to see how many, how close we are now. Um, we don't really need to do that. It's 1046. We've done this for 45 minutes. We've got an NFL show coming up immediately after this. And it's the goods, man. It is, it's the best show we've got going. They take a deep look into this slate. I'm excited to play this now. Uh, shout out to Yahoo Sports for being the presenting sponsor of the show. They do not have MLB contests, but that's okay. You can play their NFL contests, including the 200K baller. Um, $15 to get in, 15,000 people. That, that is their, their biggest contest. Uh, I would recommend checking it out. They run lower management fee contests than uh, some of the other sites. They have no management fee contests. So there's a $3 5K guaranteed contest for this Sunday at Yahoo. No management fee whatsoever. What they take in is what gets paid back out. 1,667 people can get in. They're paying back that 5,000 right back out to you. It's not going to get any better than that, people. Go to Yahoo, sign up. This is a spot where you can build your bankroll. This is a spot where you can find a little bit softer competition. 
It's going to be good for you. Get your feet wet in DFS. Go play a Yahoo. Adam was up on the Yahoo Baller leaderboard on Sunday. Her email. Yeah, I think I finished eighth. Didn't know it was happening, though. No. <laughs> yeah. Went went to see if Yahoo had paid out because I forgot they even had the Sunday night game on the slate. And I was like, yeah, I got my ass kicked. I wonder if they paid out yet. And I was like, oh, I'm not losing money anymore. Is there anything else we can touch on here? I don't think so. I mean, it's just, it, it's such a weird format. Like it, it ultimately is going to just come down to, I mean, like everything, ownership and, and projections. But um, you, I mean, if you're changing, like if you change your ownership weights based on sport or contest size or whatever, you should probably be weighting ownership pretty heavily on a single game baseball slate. Absolutely. Yeah, there's there's just very little reason to, I don't want to say jam chalk because obviously you're playing everybody sort of. I'm fascinated to dig into this. Uh, I'm happy that I did it earlier this morning. I'm happy to keep going for it. So let's do this. Who are the bats that matter tonight? This is like a narrative type ESPN question. Justin Turner, Homer's off glass now. Okay. Brandon Lau, homers tonight. That's my pick. I don't know if it's off of Kershaw or not. I'm not that clairvoyant. <laughs> Adam G says, any no-house advantage talk? Nope, not today. They're not our sponsor. <laughs> That's not how this works. I am I cannot wait to look into this any further. Uh, if you're a premium sub, hang out in uh, premium baseball. I'll probably answer some questions. Adam will probably mute it. Uh, we've got NFL content coming up, so I want to seed this over to Lafayette and Ben and Sal. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Subscribe to the podcast feeds too, guys. Uh, you don't just have to watch our gorgeous faces. You can listen to this just in an audio stream. So you can subscribe to individual sports, baseball, basketball, football, or subscribe to everything. Get every single uh, show the moment it's done. Do that and hit the like button on your way out. Uh, Jake says, there will be no house advantage talk on Live Before Lock. Yes, there will, because that is where they are the sponsor. So thank you. Subscribe to the channel. Hit the like button. Hit the notification bell. Don't hit anything else, though, because hitting things is bad. We're out of here. Good luck. Later on.